Howdy, Ags. This is AP, Corey from Tailgate, home of Aggie football. Brought to you by Frida Homes, building Aggie dreams, FridaHomes.com. Everybody loves their Frida Homes. Don't forget to email us at axtailgate at gmail.com. Come visit us on the YouTube channel. Catch the podcast every week. Corey, we're excited to talk Aggie football. Hell yeah, we are. I mean, <laughs> five and seven, baby. <sighs> Could have easily been, what, three and nine? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah, enjoy know. those five wins. We're on positive. We're on positive. We're day, on right? positive today, baby. It's a positive show. Aggies rule. Exactly. Aggies right. rule. Quick. Last hit on recruiting for now. Yeah. Uh, look, AM is at. Ranking around 14, depending on who you look at. It could be 15. It could be 13. Yeah. Uh, they've got 17 signees. They added David Hicks on Friday. Since the last time we were on, he officially signed. Big time get. Obviously, five-star guy. They still got one more recruit that hasn't signed. The big the big guy, Samu. All right? The one we talked about. That gets 380? Like 380. Yeah, big guy. That'll get us to a total of 18. We knew it was going to be a smaller class. Right. I I want to emphasize one thing here, Corey, and I think, uh, you know, sometimes we get into sort of the ongoings of what's going on on the field and, and all those types of things, and we've obviously been very critical of Jimbo with his play calling as well as Durkin with their play calling. But let me say this. Well, that's all justified, though. So go ahead. <laughs> let me say this. Really good haul for Jimbo and the staff. Well, we expect that. If he didn't recruit like he does, why would we have him at all? What would be the point of having Jimbo Fisher if he couldn't recruit? I mean, if he can't call plays, you you run off the players you do have, the top recruits, and if you can't recruit, what's the point of having Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, and you know... This is something he does well. He always has. Yeah, yeah, and I saw a post earlier today of one of these national pundits kind of guys... And they said, you know, the difference between Jimbo at A&M and Jimbo at Florida State, the natty year, is a generational quarterback. I completely disagree with that, by the way. First of all, let's start with the fact that I don't think Jameis Winston is by any means a generational quarterback. He was a good college quarterback. He was a good college quarterback. Yeah. However, I think the difference is the fact that that team was loaded. Lots of talent. Right. I mean, they had... NFL players at every position. Right. All 22 on the starting 22 were NFL guys, right? Right. That's that's a big difference. Yeah. Because Jimbo's scheme, and especially back then, was very much a product of one-on-one success by those players at times. Now, college football has evolved since then. People have done things. Defense coordinators have learned and changed I things like up to try to, to try to take things away. Yeah. They've evolved. Now, Has Jimbo evolved? The coach's staff needs to continue to evolve. Have they started to evolve is my question. They've evolved. Yeah, so you said continue. <laughs> I haven't seen it continuing. I, I want to see them start to evolve. Look. I mean, wait, that starting evolution begins by understanding your shortcomings, and they have sure. not done that. Sure. And listen, we've got an entire offseason to, to yeah, talk schematics and different things. 
I want just last hit here on the recruiting side. Their biggest remaining job, keep the players on campus. Right. Right? Keep hey, the guys that are currently on campus. We did get one big transfer. Grimes. Grimes at cornerback. Called it. I think I called that. Last one. Well done, Corey. Hey, I don't Look, think we're done. Hey, I really don't think we're done. I think we're going to yeah. get some more players out of the transfer. We need them. Yeah. Just our depth is, uh, I mean, we might be too deep in positions, but it's not like it was last year. I mean, last year it seemed like we were three deep in defensive backs. We were deep wide in receiver. wide receivers, you know, and uh, quarterback. Um, so even running backs, we were deeper last So today year. we're going to go through the current status right. of that 2023 roster. So we're going to get in depth there. But I yes. will say this, a combination at corner of Chappelle and Grimes is a pretty darn good start. I like it. Biggest thing he has to do right now, keep the guys here right. that are already here. Right. Right? Quick note, OC search. Look. All kinds of rumors throughout, ever since the season ended, right? There's been all these rumors, you know, whether it's Riley, whether there was the guy at North Carolina, whether, you know, all these names, none of them have panned out. Um, latest one is the office coordinator at UW, uh, UW Washington, right. Ryan Grubb. We just got him paid. Yeah, we big just, time. We just got him paid because homeboy just got his uh, second raise in the last year. Yeah. Uh Look, he that would have been an interesting an interesting choice. He led one of the best offices in the country this year. Now, sure, they play in the Pac-12, but they were pretty good. They throw the ball deep. I mean, I'm talking deep. That quarterback that transferred from Indiana, can't remember his name right off the top. Penix. Penix. He throws the ball deep. That lefty, he's not afraid to air it out. Yeah. And uh, that's something they did do at Washington. Yeah, they gave their, they gave their guys a chance to go make plays, right? Yeah. Uh, over 40 points a game, mm-hmm. you know, a far cry from where the Aggies were this past this past season. So Forget about half of that. <laughs> so, you know, something to think about there. But he's out. He's out. He's gotten paid over there at Washington. He wants to stick around. It was only his first year over there at Washington, by the way. Um, so it's not a surprise that it was it was it wasn't that easy to get him get him out of there. I can't even think of who who's the offensive coordinator we want right now. I so that, now there's part. a rumor of a guy, Luke Hoard. Right, like Heward, Heward, yeah, like the two NFL quarterbacks, Brock, yeah, Brock. Heward, and and I can't remember the other brother, but yeah. they were two. They both yeah. played in the league. Neither one of them was great. Right, they both um, went to Washington or up yeah. around that northeast. Well, Luke is currently the he's not the wide receivers coach for USC because I mean he's not good enough to be that. Right, he's the inside wide receivers coach at USC. Huh. But they have an inside wide receivers coach, like yeah. a slot, yeah, a slot receiver, slot receivers coach. Wow, I like that. But here's the thing: he worked under Jimbo here at A&M from 19 to 21 as an offensive analyst, right? And prior to that, he was a co-OC at Sacramento State. At you know, they had one good year there, and his two good years. The second year, they averaged. About Are they talking about this points. guy being an offensive coordinator? Apparently, that's a rumor. I don't think it's – look, actually, I, I'm going to say – I'm going to take that statement back because I don't put it past Jimbo. I, I want to watch some of his old offenses, whether at Sacramento State or before that he was at Georgia State, Illinois State. and He's 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 a Jimbo disciple, basically. Yeah, everything you're telling me is saying that everything's going to be the same. Yeah. So that's what I'm hearing. You go look at his offenses, and they're a lot like Jimbo's in well, the sense that like Jimbo. Nice short, Jimbo tells him to do. His short passing game, you know, the the hitches, the slants, you yeah. know, the quick 
some of that stuff and you know not a lot of motion not a lot of misdirection that's not that's not what he's going to bring to the table so let's hope i'm trying to say positive let's hope he's not the guy he won't be the answer to this offense's issues no so let's let's move on from heward and go to whoever else jimbo's got on that list let's please do all right current roster 2023 go including the recruits Including the current transfers, the guys that have gone and the guys that have come in, Grimes. Grimes. That's a that's a one person list. Big transfer. Uh, so far, look, there's still going to be some movement. Transfer portal will be active again after the spring game, right? So it's guys done are, right now. So the transfer portal is done. There's still transfer. no. There's still a couple more weeks actually where they can enter the portal. I think until mid January. Okay. Right. I don't know all the rules on that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure yeah. How that works out. It was a it was a 45 day window. All right. Uh, so they got they still got a little bit more time till about mid January, and there may be some some movement as far as guys going out, but probably not that much, right? Most of the guys that were leaving are, have probably already said so. That's what we hope to this point. That's what we're hoping, right? That's what we're hoping because we haven't heard any of the Johnsons leave, right? And Lucas I mean, Anthony Lucas, a guy that was one of the suspended players, is still the one guy that's still still here hasn't announced anything. I, I think he also is the guy that has gotten a ton of playing time, even even as as close to being a starter right. in the early part of the season as may, maybe any of these guys. But Moose hadn't said anything. No. So, I mean, this is all positives. This, these are positive things, right? right? So, positive that's, that's what we positives. said. That's why we said earlier his biggest job now, keep the guys on campus. Right. So, now there there will be movement after spring. We're hoping that we're not losing anybody between here and then. Right. But you don't know. No. There will be movement after spring because guys are going to find out, hell, they're the third string guy. They're yeah. this and that. That makes sense. And yeah. and some of those guys will probably step yeah. away. We I had think a couple of defensive old, guys last year do that, the defensive end. Darius Jones, by the way, joined the transfer portal, a guy that, you know, is a, is a third-year guy, you know, that's going to be one was going to be one of the older defensive linemen. Yeah. Now he's falling behind, right? He didn't right. get a ton of playing time this past year. Which that's so, expected. Though. So that's, that's expected. Kind of, yeah, that's, that's the kind, kind of, of guy you expect you to expect him. Yeah, exactly. He'll find a home somewhere and go get playing time. Though. Yeah, it yeah. might not he be. Might, he'll probably go to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, for yeah. example, they're taking be a our, starter. They're taking all our scrubs. They'll be a starter. Oh, I said scrubs. <laughs> I'm sorry, positive day. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so we got to start here with what we've got. <clears throat> in spite of all the guys we've lost. Yeah. In spite of all the guys we've lost, and we're going to go through these through this group, position by position. Yeah, there is a ton of talent at every position on campus today. Right. The issue that's currently present is depth. Okay. Right, because you take some of those freshman guys that have left, Denver Harris, Smoke, those guys. Right. Right. And they were going to be the guys when Jalen Jones, when uh, Richardson, right. when Anais left, that they provided that next level of depth for this team, right? It's not that we don't have guys to take the starting spot. Right. It's the guys that we don't have the guys that come in behind them for that second spot. Well, we had a bunch of injuries last year, and depth was, depth was huge. Yeah. Especially linebacker, secondary, as much depth as we had. <laughs> it got pretty thin. It did at times, it right? It got really thin. And then even at wide receiver, we thought we had a lot of depth there. People started 
getting in trouble, guys got hurt. You know, before you know it, our receiving core were like, and so the story, the, right the story out there. There's two. There's sort of two trains of thoughts out there when folks are talking about the Aggies, the national pundits, one, but also our own fan base, right? And the two trains of thoughts are this: everybody in the national sort of media is, you know, making it like the world's over. The we've fallen off the cliff. Twenty four transfers. The program has lost it. Right. That's yeah. that's one side of the story. Right. On the other side of the story, a lot of the Aggie fan base is sort of going the other way. Try well, none spin. of these guys, a little bit of spin, right? Nothing. They're not none Aggies. Of these, none were, of these guys started. They were a cancer right? in the locker room. Or they were a cancer. Yeah. Or, they, you know, because some of these guys did start. Marshall, Delier, yeah. White. These guys all started, right? Right. But, and nobody's going to say Delier or White were, were a cancer, so those are losses, right? But, right. you know, with Harris and Marshall and those guys... They'll say that, and, but the point being is that the storyline that they're trying to put forward is we still have a ton of players on this roster that are extremely talented, yeah. and none of these guys were really going to be starters going forward. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know that that's a true Marshall story. probably would have been a starter. But the truth of the matter is Taylor that – Harris? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Harris was going to eventually be a starter on this yeah. campus. He's going to – He's going to end up he's, – he's going to LSU, Marshall going to Ole Miss. Yeah. Last week we talked about TCU. Like, yeah, Ole Miss, I like the TCU I really thought better. the TCU thing was better. Everybody was crystal balling him over there. Yeah. But he ended up with Lane uh, at Ole Miss, which, yeah. look, they've done some – they've done a good job of getting receivers in the league. Yeah, I guess you so. Know? I mean, yeah. So, but the issue that we're going to have is then not really talent. The top-end talent is the depth. Right. That's a program that builds – from through recruiting and does those things and has that depth, okay, right? And in the SEC, that's a big thing, huge, huge. Yeah, I mean, we so, have as much talent as what almost every team in the yeah. SEC, and that's saying a lot. I mean, there's only Georgia and Alabama probably have more talent than we do, and I'd say top end talent, we're probably right there. Oh, we're right there. I mean, Georgia, right. Georgia's going to take on Smoke, right? Yeah, and he's a guy. He's a guy that here was you know a good player, but he wasn't the best cornerback on the field. No, right at Georgia, he's going to end up being an NFL draft pick. Well, that's just what they do. Because Kirby Smart is the best best that there is in developing secondary players. Yeah, he's developing their players. And that's what they're doing. That's what Jimbo needs to work on. That's what he needs to be more of a C, the CEO of the team instead of the play caller. Because that way he can see that, see where the development's going. Maybe he can pay attention to the offensive line, what they're doing right and wrong, and what plays to call. So I think we need to be some – the truth is somewhere in the middle. And I think what fans for the Aggies right now need to understand is – it's not time to jump off the bridge, no, one. No. But it's also time to understand that it does have an effect. Right. Right? It does have an effect, but it's not time to jump off the bridge. It's no. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You just stand right there on the edge of the bridge. You're right there. You're not <laughs> jumping yet. No. no. Back a couple no. of spaces yeah, back. Back up take a little a, bit. Just take a couple of steps yeah. back. Yeah. And let's reevaluate yeah. this. And so now let's start with the offense. All right, go ahead. And you know when we talk offense, we always got to start quarterback. quarterback. So quarterback is number one. We're solid. Everybody feels really good about Connor Wigman, right? Yeah. Well, we felt good last year coming in with Haynes King. Did we feel as good with Haynes King as we did with Connor Wigman? No. I no. thought Connor should have been the starter all year. I said that to you he over did. and over. I said that since he hit the campus. Most talented guy coming in, one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. Let's get him in there. Let's get I would, have, I would have agreed with you if we could have simplified the offense and let them guy play. Yeah, if we could have, uh, 
there's just too many options. Jimbo was overthinking the position. He had Haynes, King, Max, and Connor. And this year, you have that many freshmen. You're trying to give playing time to all of them. Well, I think you didn't give playing time to the right one. Yeah. Especially against games that didn't matter as much, which ended up mattering. Early in the season. Exactly. I mean, you put him in there against App State. Yeah, you lose that game. Well, you got a freshman quarterback. He's learning. He's sitting on the bench against App State. He's not learning a thing. I mean, you could tell by the mechanics with Haynes and Max. Is, you know, Max's delivery I thought was better than Haynes, but Haynes' delivery was off. He needs some more coaching. That's just my thought. That's my thoughts yeah. right here. But, Let me tell you something, though. Let me I tell like you something Connor. about ultimately what 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 makes a good quarterback. And you can go take a look at in the pros. You know, <clears throat> these guys get drafted because of all their you know athletic ability and their right. talent and their arm strength and all those things, and then they yeah. go flame out. Well, right? There's a hundred. Everybody's. I mean, and yet, there's some like Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Yeah. That you know, he didn't have all those things coming. He had all the talent, but he didn't. He didn't have the consistency as far as his right. throwing accuracy. accuracy. And what they did for him is, if you make a quarterback comfortable about where he's going with the football, yeah. all of a sudden he delivers a better ball. Right. Where he's not thinking, where he knows exactly where he's going with it. Now he delivers a better ball because his feet are set, his arm is set, his mind is set. Right. That's he's coaching. confident. It's coaching, right? Is that what right? you're saying? Yeah, and it's coaching. That's and so that's the first that's the first progression. Get the guy comfortable with what he's doing because the more he's comfortable, the better he's going to throw the football. I agree with you. So, so but, Connor, I, I believe that we're I think we're set right now. Yeah. For as long as he stays healthy and our and, offensive line stays healthy, Connor is good. Look, and here's here's the one thing that I want to be very careful of with Wigman. I don't want to put so much pressure on him. Don't make him the savior. No, right? not at all. Everybody wants to talk about, hey, look, we've got the savior. Like yeah. that comment, that comment that was made about Jameis Winston, right? A a generational quarterback. Blah yeah. blah blah. No, he wasn't. Right. Right. But here's the thing: if you put that kind of pressure on Connor to be a generational quarterback, right? I'm not doing that. Then all of a sudden, I think you're you're gonna you're gonna hurt him more than you're gonna yeah, help, help. I agree. Him, right? I mean. Take the pressure off. Yeah, I'm not putting any pressure. If he doesn't win 10 games, he sucks. But, I mean, I'm not putting any pressure on the guy. That's all I expect from him. To me, to me, he's got lots of weapons around him that are going to help him become that generational-type quarterback. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, we have a few weapons. What's, what do you, what's your next position? Well, I think before we go to the next position, Who's our Connor partner? Wigman. Connor Wigman's the key, obviously, as a starter and everything else. Yeah. But here's the other thing. We got three guys right now on the death chart scholarship guys with Johnson and the freshman Reed. That's a perfect situation. Okay. An experienced backup who can come in, finish a game, and whatever a needs to do, and a freshman that's learning behind them and in right. two years can try to take the, the reins. And that freshman understands his place on the team. Right? He does. He knows he's not coming in and going to be the starter. Like Connor Correct. last year, there was a three-way competition. This year, it's Connor's job to lose. Max is the clear backup. And third string is... The freshman. And in that process, though, you got to keep telling that freshman, it's like, look, Connor's got, he's only got, you know, two years and he's he's going to be in More the NFL. Well, that's not putting pressure that's, on That's when you get to take the reins because Matt Johnson's going to be gone. Yeah. Right? He's going to be finished. Right. So you got to explain to him, yeah, right now you're sitting in that third spot, but the reality is you're the next one to take this team. Do you think Max Johnson's comfortable being the, the backup? Well, and that's my point. Right now, that's a perfect situation. The key here, keeping Johnson. Yeah. 
And if he stays, he knows he's the backup, right? Well, he has to know that right now. He has to know that at the end of the last season. It should have been told to him by the coach. Yeah. Hey, we're going ahead with Connor. You're the backup. Are you comfortable with that? If not, please let us know. You know what I'm saying? That's the conversation I would have had. Please let us know. If not, we can move forward. Go ahead. We don't want to drag this out. But if he's yeah, so if I'm, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he had that conversation with him already. Look, let me know, man. I want to do everything I can for you. If you want to go somewhere else, let me help you exactly. find a home. But here's the thing: if you want to, if you want to stay, if you want to be a future coach, if right. you want to be, well, you know, an Aggie graduate who gets all the benefits of yeah. being an Aggie graduate. By the way, that Aggie ring. Right. If you want all those things, let yeah. me know. Stick around and let's get those for you. Right. Exactly. Because you have a great future. You're a mm-hmm. smart, smart guy with a lot of football knowledge and the ability right. to do those things. But right now, we need you here as a backup. Let me know. If yeah, that's, good. that's exactly the conversation they should have already had with him. And that's why I feel... If they did it, it's too late. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm about 70% saying that Max is going to stay. And, you know, 30% he might go. Because I can't imagine he's going into the thought, I'm going to be the starter next year. I can't imagine that he won't enter the transfer portal in the next two weeks if he's going to enter. I don't think he waits till Yeah, I don't see why you would have. the spring, right? Because he wants to be somewhere already for the spring. Right. So that he can learn the system. Exactly. And do all those things. Yes. Now, the question may be, does he need a couple more credit hours to graduate and therefore... Be a grad transfer? Be a grad transfer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's that's the one thing that I'd, I'd, I'd want to know, too. Because if that's the case, then I could see it happening. Uh, that now, let's say Max transfers out. What do you do? You hit the transfer portal? I mean, I there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. There's one that's hit the thing today with the Wake Forest quarterbacks going to the Yeah, board. but he's not coming here. He's going somewhere. Nah, he's got to play. Just, yeah, he's going somewhere. So what you would have to do then is go find somebody that's got enough reps that, he's, that you can bring him in as a solid backup. But all he's really doing is holding the clipboard and helping the other guy practice, right. right? Yeah. You don't expect him to go play games and win games for you. You expect him to be a part of that depth chart to be able to practice, to be able to do the things you need as a backup. Like a Zach Calzada. <laughs> like, like I'm a, just saying. Like a Zach Calzada who's not coming back. Why not? Well, I think we all know why. We'll see. All right. So quarterback currently good. I think in the next two weeks, we'll probably find out a lot about where Max Johnson sits. Yeah. And ultimately, keeping him is a big part of keeping that quarterback room and stable. Right. But as long as we have Connors at the beginning, that's the start. Keep that him healthy, start. keep him upright, and we can move forward. That is the start. All right. Running back. Yep. Four guys. All right. Daniels, Moss, Owens, Crownover. I think we know where Crownover sits. He's a guy that is going to be the fullback. Back. Yeah. He he can get you some some reps in the backfield with a couple of carries here and there, but he's not going to be the feature guy. No, those other three are going to be the feature guys. Right. Unlike last year, where you know it was going to be a chain ninety percent and or ninety nine percent. Yeah, should have been probably closer to seventy percent. Right. Here we've got a situation where we can probably have a good split, a spiller A-chain type look, right? Yeah. Also done by Fisher in different times over at Florida State with different guys. Daniels, I think, is probably still your maybe your first guy. I don't know if Moss overtakes him in the offseason as your primary. I don't know much your about first that first down kid, guy. the freshman kid. I mean, we saw what Mississippi did this year. They put a freshman in. He led the SEC in rushing. 
Hey, that's I a mean, good if you're that point. good, the thing about running backs, their longevity is not that long. Right. You know, I mean, even in the NFL, it's like one of the shortest paths to any of your careers being a running back. What, five, six years, you're out. Hey, you're absolutely correct. If he if he's a guy like that, yeah. I mean, and he shows that from day one, yeah. you know, maybe he is the guy that takes that's over. What I'm I'll, I'll tell you this, from looking at him and what I saw from his film, I think he still needs to bulk up a little bit more. Right. But he's got all the tools, right? He's got all the tools. The vision, the ability to to see the hole, to set up plays, to set up blocks, things that normally young running backs still haven't quite developed. Right. He's pretty advanced in that sense. So could he overtake these other two guys? For sure. For sure. But all we heard all year about was how great Moss has looked, right? Right. How great Moss has looked, this and that. Now, on the field, as I watched him, in in game, yeah, uh, he's a good. He looked like he has the potential to be a good running back, but he definitely wasn't there. No, he, I, he wasn't there last year. Well, we didn't see it. We didn't see. He didn't get the reps. I don't think yeah. him or Daniels either one got the reps that I thought they should have gotten. Just even in any game, I mean, A chain's carrying the ball. I mean, we only carried the ball in the games game. that a, yeah, in the games that A chain missed is really where we saw him the most, <coughs> right? Right? Yeah. And even then, I didn't think that he he was overwhelming, right? No. So. You know, I think he's got that potential. Right. But he still has to learn some of those things that Owens sort of shows a natural instinct for, right? Right. He still has to learn some of that set the block up. He still has to learn. Now, he may be a little bit more powerful, by the way, than Owens. So, uh, so. what you're saying with our running back, we're taking the so quarterback, we're going to be up a little bit from last year just because Connor has a year of experience. Yeah. And running back, we're going to take a step down because you can't replace A-Chain. No, you're not going to replace A-Chain in okay. year one. I'm just trying to figure out where I will at. tell you this. A guy that I like a lot is, and I did going into last year, was Daniels. I thought Daniels would be the the, the A-Chain to A-Chain spiller, right? Right. And and as the year went along, you started to see some of that when he got carries. At the end of the year? At the end of the year. Right. He just didn't get any carries early, right? Yeah. I thought he he had an opportunity to do some of those things. I think he can come back this year and 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 be one of those guys. If he with him on the field, I feel very comfortable. Now he might end up being the second back to one of the other two. If so, if one of those other two really takes a step forward, yeah. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying overall, I just want to make sure everybody understands we're up on the quarterbacks from last year. We yeah. think it's an, we're going to be approved. Running backs will take a, just a slight dip, but yeah. not much of one. It's not. I mean, a change great. He's but gonna I, take a step. We're gonna take a step back. Yeah, in, but I think by committee, we're gonna we we have the opportunity to do right. some really good things. And I'll tell you this: the thing about Daniels to me is that he also adds that go out into the slot and go play. You know, can do yeah, some things out and catch the ball, stuff. right? Yeah. And so uh, a guy like that gives you another weapon in that sense. Uh, if you want to have two of these guys on the field at the same time, right? Um, all right. So running back, we're okay now. We have no feeling that any one of these guys is going to leave. No. It's going to be fine next year. Right. Slight step back, but it's expected after losing AJ. Right. Wide receiver. Six guys. Now, mind you, those six do not include Anaya Smith. Okay. So, six is still a pretty small number for scholarship wide receivers on a D1. What do you think Anaya's going to do? What's your, where are you at on Anaya's? 50-50, he's gone? 50-50. Okay, that's not bad. I'll take that right now. I'd take 50-50. I'll take 50-50 right now. And if he decides to come back, you know how much, how oh, I, already love, yeah. I already love Anais. I yeah. mean, I, I'll marry the guy. 
So I let's mean, just let's just say for now, Anais isn't coming back. Yeah. Just for what let's we're keep, doing. Let's keep him off. But you have. We got Muhammad. Good. Stewart. Good. Thomas. Okay. Preston. Whoa. Yeah. Seventh year. Eighth yeah. year. What yeah. is he? Preston. A doctor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Jackson, who hadn't gotten any playing time, but he's a big old kid, six six, big time, big time guy. And T's the freshman, right? Yeah. We got a little battery issue going on over here with the computer. Okay. So, so this is what we're gonna have to do. Looking at these wide receivers, looking at these wide receivers, we gotta we gotta start looking at depth because the high end. Top end quality is definitely there with Moose, Moose Stewart, Stewart, Thomas, yep. those guys, right? Jackson's got to come in. I think Preston's a great, great piece to all this. Man, we've talked about Preston for years, and he has one huge game like LSU yeah. two years ago, but now it's. You see that plug right there? Yeah. The top one? Yep. You were about to shut up my butt. Yep. While you plug that in, I'm going to continue talking about these wide receivers, but if you go over there and plug it in over there and try to. Look it on the computer, that'd be great so we don't die. So, you know, as we look at that, as we look at that with these guys, I think we have a lot of confidence in what that first group can do. And I guess the one situation in which Jimbo's ways of never replacing the wide receivers, right? He likes to keep the same three on the field at all times. Maybe that helps. Maybe that helps. Because that means that those three guys are going to get the majority of those reps. And really it's those four because you add Preston into that conversation. Now, Jackson does provide something that these other guys don't. Size. Yeah. Like big a go target. Throw, big target to go throw it up to, right? Yeah, like that kid from Florida State. He, he wasn't a, you know, a five-star recruit, but he, he, was, a, he was a high three-star recruit. And it was a nice. No four-star recruit, right? Yeah. He's a guy that, that has some tools right. and just hasn't, you know, hasn't had the opportunity to get any time on the field with this group. He's, in, he's three years in now, though, experienced with the offense, we don't know exactly if it's going to be the same offense, but he's got he's got experience, you know, with the quarterbacks. Connor, he spent some time with him, with Johnson as well. Right. You know, either way, he's going to have to be a guy that steps up and is ready to get on the field. Right. Okay. No, I agree. And now my same question to you is: it, are, Is our wide receiver room better or worse than last year? It's worse because at you the end of the Marshall? day, at the end of the day, you don't have the same level of depth with Price. Marshall, yeah, you know those guys. Anias obviously would be a big, a big loss. So as well. we're up so on quarterback, down on running back, down on receiver. The one thing I will say though, I don't think there's any way that Jimbo somehow keeps Moose off the field. He can't. He right. might wear sleeves. So, he wears the sleeves. Put him out there. Yeah. So here's pants. So, so that's that's the one thing. Stewart's going to be a year, a, you know, year in. Yeah. He's going to be better. Right. The off season and everything else is going to help him. He's going to be. Closer to being that stud that we've expected from him. Mm-hmm. Moose is already, I think, there as long as they give him those opportunities. You know, how does Noah Thomas develop in that next year? You know, coming off of coming off a year where he got of, yeah. where he got a, he got some playing time. Yeah, he got a lot of playing time. He was starting games. So and the next group of guys we're about to talk about, I think, is gonna be key too. All right. So the wide receivers we feel okay about. We think we think especially our high end talent yeah. is 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 right. Top, top, top end, right? And I think Connor getting an extra year to get those wide receivers the ball, and we sh- he showed it this year towards the end. He can get the ball out to him. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly, with a guy that's able to get him the ball and get him the ball where they can make plays. Right. Not quite to the group where you're about to talk about. Okay. Tight ends. That's what I was talking about. Oh. 
This is where Wide I receivers, think. receivers, tight ends yeah. go hand in hand to me. Yeah. Six tight ends. Now, let me tell you. Five tight ends, sorry. Green, Johnson, Mellon Ostrom, Platt, and Garcia. Platt, the freshman. Okay. Look, I'll tell you this. Depth and talent level, I think, are through the roof here. Through the roof. I disagree with you on that one. The reason being, I see green up here. Yeah. And I think there's a significant drop-off because I didn't see Johnson on the field last year as much as I thought I was going to. I didn't see the Aussie that we talked about being out there. The, 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 the sweet, Swede. The Swede, the Swede, I mean. Yeah, and then um, a lot of the guys, like Max, stepped up last year. I was yeah. really surprised how well he played. Well, I think that was part of the reason you maybe didn't see those other two freshmen as much, because, right. especially Johnson. Yeah. Because Max was such a vital part. I think he was an underrated part of this offense. But Max right? started the season off on the bench because he was hurt. Then he came back and got hurt again. We still didn't see Johnson that much. That's the part. And we so saw, my question was, was, was he trying to – We saw Blake – uh, Blake Smith. Blake Smith come in. And, and that's my question. Was he trying to hold some of those red shirts, you know, so that, you know, because, you know, Green's a guy that's probably looking towards a three-year done kind of situation. Keeping well, Green it, has that kind of talent. Guys. I think he's one of the most talented guys on our offensive side of the ball right now that I saw last year. Just his size, his speed, his hands. He's he's good. He's better than Wattemeyer yeah. right now. Yeah. Already, um, he was a better blocker the day he stepped on the yeah, field. Yeah, he's court, better uh, campus. I think if we keep going where we're going, I think tight ends are up for next year. Yeah, I mean Max Wright hurts losing him, but I think what you're saying about Johnson, the Swede, those guys coming in, I, I, I'm it got more optimism for the tight ends. And so to me, this is the big point here because we may lack some depth at wide receiver. But with the tight ends, right. if we can use all these guys, including a guy like Garcia, by the way, who's been on campus a couple of years yeah. and hadn't really seen the field at all, but he's a big body guy that can definitely do some blocking and some things Maybe on that end. Maybe a Max Wright type, huh? Maybe a Max Wright type, there right? And use these guys. Then all of a sudden you can have two and three tight end sets at times to take some pressure off the wide receivers, get some of those guys off the field, give them a break, I'm about a breather. To slap you. I'm about to slap you. Why do you – you're going with schemes – that Jimbo's not going to do. We talked about it all last year. Jimbo's used two tight ends. Hey, two. You said three. You just said three. Well, I'm, I'm getting out there. Okay, I'm just saying. Go ahead. But you use – my point is you've got – while wide receiver is not a debt a – de- we have some depth issues at wide receiver. Yeah. We can offset that those issues at times by using more two tight end, more two back sets with guys that we have on the field that we feel really good about. Really good about a tailback. Really good about it tight end, and only using two receivers at a time. For example, you know, I called us getting a UNC cornerback. Yeah. We will get a wide receiver in the transfer portal. I was not going to be a huge name, but it'll yeah. be a solid name that'll give us. Watch, watch it. I'm not sure who it is yet. I'm just I've been scrolling the transfer portal. I see some guys that might fit. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. As a matter of fact, I completely agree with you. I think you're probably also looking at a linebacker at some point. Oh, absolutely. You linebacker. know, yes. but but and we'll and we'll get into into some more of that. But okay. I think as we look at this roster where it is today, I think we're in really good shape at tight end to start with because of Green and what you said about him and the talent level yes. that he that he brings. And I think Johnson's going to start to show a lot of those same qualities yes. coming in next year. I think you're going to see a lot of Connor to Green touchdown connections. It wouldn't surprise me. It's bold statement here. Green leads the SEC in touchdowns next year. Ooh, that's so bold. Well, he's going to be like a, he's like one of those Georgia tight ends. He's a big, fast, athletic. One of those Georgia tight ends, I think, is coming back. So 
Sick. He's only a sophomore. Sick. Bowers? Yeah. God, he's sick. All right, so we feel good about the tight end position. Offensive line. Here's where we got lots of bodies. 20 guys on the offensive line. The deepest group on the roster. And I think that even now with the departures on defensive line, that probably even goes for defensive line. All five returning starters. As of right now. As of right now. Zoom, Dewberry, Foster, Robinson, Fathery, assuming that you consider Foster the starter or Wyckoff, whatever. They're both coming back, mind right. you. All five of those guys, unless Robinson decides to go to the NFL, which he should not. Let's be clear. He should not because his draft status went from high to first nothing. rounder. Not you know, borderline first rounder too. Yeah, we saw it happen with Watermeyer, right? Jalen Watermeyer, the yeah. tight end, he was a first round projected, had a crappy season, said I'm going pro anyway, and didn't get drafted. So Robinson, by no means, learn, leave. learn, Robinson, learn. He should not leave, and especially because I think people recognize that he's got the talent level, so he can bring his draft status back up to a second round level by just having a good season next year, right? You know I what agree. I mean? Oh, absolutely. There's no reason for him. That to whole right side of the line should be solid with those with Robinson, Fathery coming back. That should be you shouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. The left side, yeah, Zoom's a freshman going into a sophomore year. But he's a redshirt freshman going into redshirt exactly. sophomore but year. Still, he's on he should get better. The whole offensive line should take a Dewberry. step. Dewberry. Yeah. Who well, I thought off. played really well, probably better than the two guys Moko, that started anymore. Foster. So let's go position by position because at left tackle you're probably talking a zoom. Yep. Right? Oh, Which we do think he's gonna be it's gonna improve, right? He's yeah. gonna get better from last he's year. He's gotta get better. Crown over, the big crown over coming in and getting getting some reps there. He got some playing time as sort of the tight end right. know, run run yeah run the heavy line, package. Heavy package tight end. Right. You know, but he's really a tackle. Maybe Aki moves out to that spot. Because he's going to end up being sort of caught between three different guys at guard, right? Or maybe Aki moves on. Go ahead. Or maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Aki. You're not. But that's a guy that, honestly, after spring, yeah. seeing where he's he, at, he could very easily decide to hit the right. ball. That's a very yeah. good example. I mean, depth is always important, but it, it's having depth and having a guy like Aki come in that just looks at a place. Yeah. He just, the whole offensive line. He, he doesn't does look at a place. He plays out of place. Yeah, he's. Communication's not there. I mean, you see the freshman come in, yeah. and he communicates with the rest of the line. They look like they're moving together. Aki comes in, the rest of the line's moving. He's lost. Yeah, it's just. And and then you have another guy, Luke Williams, who who's a young guy that's that's there. He's never going to be a starter for this team, but he right. can provide depth. So good depth at left tackle, and I think the development of Zoom is huge. Is going to be huge. Yeah, that blind side. Yeah, at left guard. We had a guy that unexpectedly ended up having to take over midseason in Dewberry. He did great, by the And way. I think the experience he that he got last year yeah. is going to serve us very well this year at left guard. He looked the most natural of any left guard we had in there, and especially with you watching yeah. him and telling me about it. Oh, yeah. And I just picked up some of the stuff you were talking about. I was like, yeah, he looks a lot better. And with Moko as a backup, I think you're solid. Right. You're real, real solid at that spot. And you got other other names. Nabu played some a little bit last year because of injury. Right. You know, he he's a young – he was a freshman last – true freshman last year, right? You got the incoming freshman, Shanahan, that's going to come in there and, and give you some depth as these guys keep progressing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's not only quality, there's quality and depth right. at that position right now. The coaching needs to catch up to the catch up to the quality of player. Right. Fa- center. Foster and Wyckoff. 
you don't get better experience than those two yeah. guys with what we've had here the last two, two years. years. Exactly. No, I agree with you. And that's something we talked about and debated about last year. Should If Foster came back, should Wyckoff still be center? Should Foster move to guard? You remember we, we debated on that? And, you know, and it wasn't much of a debate because they didn't listen to us. No. A lot of pundits, a lot of A&M fans are all on this fence that are on this in the position that they say, you know, well, Wyckoff was part of the problem with the offensive line last year. Mm-hmm. Those guys know nothing of offensive line play and obviously did not watch this group play offensive line. Was Wyckoff perfect? No. Right. Was he the same as Foster? Pretty much. Sometimes better in different things. But now, but, So let me just say this. Either one of those two guys can be a very, very good, very, very good center and starter in the SEC for this offense. Right. Either one of those two guys can. He, neither, so when we talk about 1A, 1B, there's no, no, there's no I, differentiation I there. And a lot of this offensive line play calling was huge, killer for this offensive line. True. Um, if you and I talked about it before, if, if the defense knows what you're going to run, you're at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. If you if you got five offensive linemen, your tight ends going out, your running backs are going out, and you got six guys coming, there's five. The math just doesn't add up. Oh yeah. And the quarterbacks aren't getting rid of the ball quick enough, or the receivers aren't getting open fast enough. And don't get running. me wrong, there was a lot of that, and yeah. there was also some technical issues, right? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. The technique yeah. was they struggled with technique, especially on the interior. But I'm just saying, play calling didn't help the offensive line out Correct. much at all, Correct. except towards the end of the season when we ran the ball more, which yeah. I thought. Should have happened a long time ago. Which is one of the reasons we were better later. Yeah, exactly. But at center, we feel good about the players that are sitting there. Yes. We feel good about that. Yes. And they've got some some depth behind that with Strickland that's still on campus and still doing some things and is also part of that class, right? Right. So he's he's another guy in another body. Right guard, we talked about it. Robinson's got to come back. Yeah. He's got to come back. But if he doesn't. If he doesn't. Obviously, you got Moko that played on the right. left side the other uh, the, the last he year. Over. He can switch over. You still have the Foster Wyckoff thing we talked about, possibly. But if Robinson sticks around, the freshman Besantis all of a sudden becomes a guy that gets to learn in there yeah. and be ready to step in. I like it because that dude is going to be a player, right? Right. He's the guy that we talked about has that mean streak. Goes like after dudes. Yeah. yeah, he's got an opportunity to be. An all SEC type offensive lineman with the right coaching and development. Heard it here. Um, and they've got more depth there. They still got the other freshman, Betrand and yeah. Chabuzo, who's been on campus for a couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Sabra, who's been on campus. So they've got depth. Those guys will never be starters on this team. They may right. be guys that end up moving on after the spring, but you've got a good group, a solid, solid group. Gotcha. Right tackle. The last of the positions offensively. Fathery has, to me, has all the tools to yes. be a first-round draft pick. I, I, I just look at the guy on the field. You're just looking at a pro tackle right there. Yes. Just the size, the mobility. He's just got to put it all together. He's got to come in every down and not take plays off. Correct. And uh, But, yeah, he's – He took a step back this year from his freshman year. His yeah. freshman year, he was playing at a very, very high level – Especially as the year went on, mm-hmm. towards the second half of the season. Heck, even the game against Alabama, I mean, he played so well. Gotcha. And then this past year, he took a step back under the new coaching, the offensive line coach, right? Right. So 
Adazio didn't do him any favors. Obviously, something was missed in what was going on there between Is the coach. Still there? Yes. Oh, good. Between the coach and and the player, but. The dude is as talented as they come, and there's ta- there's talented depth behind him. Yep. Hunter Herb, right behind him. That's a guy that came in with a lot of with a lot of cred coming off of, out of high school. Okay, and then the freshman from this year, Thomason, another guy that comes in with a, a very high reputation. Right. So not only do you have quality, a guy with two years of starting experience, basically, Jim. you got guys behind him ready to get in right. and and play. And that's what I like about it. That's what we're doing. I like getting four or five offensive linemen every year. To replenish what you're losing, that way when the Bothery Robinson do move on, it's not a huge loss. It's still a right. loss. It's not huge, but yeah. my but, overall take on the offensive line is we got to be up, right? Yeah. So we're up at offensive line. We're up at tight end. We're up at quarterback. We're down a little bit at wide receiver. Down a little bit at at, at uh, running back. But, and then wide receiver questions are depth, right? Yeah. And overall, we got to be better than next year, right? This offense has an opportunity to be as talented as they come. Yes. If the scheme matches. Yeah. If right? everybody plays up to their potential, which they should with good coaching. But, yeah, I mean, I don't see why we shouldn't be better next year. And we'll get more news and on that. And that's what we expected coming weeks, right? into this year. Last year, if we if people heard us in the past, a lot of freshmen, a young team, we lost some players. We weren't. I wasn't expecting a lot last year, but everybody else was. Yeah, I expected more than five wins. But next year, I think, will be the year I really expected us to – Connor's second yeah. year. The offensive line's getting older, healthier. Wide receivers, running backs, running backs. A chain losing him, but tight ends. I think next year's gonna be a good year. Go ahead, Corey. Today we get to introduce something new here to the show. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I love the daily fantasy stuff. Yep, I will play that stuff. As often and as much as I can. I love the easy and fast payouts on all that stuff. Right? It's amazing. It's amazing. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. What? Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, combine multiple multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. You got to love those like 18 parlays. Oh, you bet like $30 yeah. to win $3,000. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the DraftKings Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Got it. TPPN. TPPN. All right, Corey. First of all, we love DraftKings. Let's do it. We're going to move on to the defense. All right, ready. All right, we're going to start with the defensive line. Specifically, we're going to go to the defensive tackle. And I've, and I've done something. the money position, huh? Yeah. And I've done a little something different here with, with how we're going to talk about this defensive line. Do it. In the sense that I've separated based off of what Durkin did a lot this past year. Three-man front. And so I've, I'm, I'm bringing defensive tackles, but I'm going to separate those, obviously, from the defensive ends. 
I'm also going to talk about a separate group, the defensive end, defensive tackle hybrid. Okay. I'm also going to talk about a defensive end linebacker hybrid. Both things that Durkin did some last year. So let's start with defensive tackle Jackson. Okay. It's a pure DTs. Oh, yeah. McKinley Jackson. Let me start there. He might be he might be all American this year. Walter Nolan, Brunlo Dindy, Rakes, Love it. Regis, mm. Johnson, Overton, and Samu. Wait, wait, wait. Signs. You put Overton at DT? The the older brother. Okay, sorry. I was thinking of the, the older, older I, brother. I was thinking of the hybrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Older brother. Sorry. So look, this group right there. Think about think about the group right here. Jackson, Nolan, Brunlo Dindy, Rakes, Eve, and Regis. Just there. Deep. That is ridiculous. It's our deepest position on the field. I mean, everybody's talking about the last year's freshmen and sort of all that, you know, with mm-hmm. Nolan, Brunlo Dindy, and the, yeah. the, the, the impact that those guys can have. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, this defense became a different defense when McKinley Jackson stepped on the field last year, and now mm-hmm. he's going to have one more year behind his belt. Yeah. I am excited for a healthy McKinley Jackson from day one. I'm right there with you, brother. I mean, you put McKinley Jackson. We saw the difference he made once he got on the field. That motor doesn't stop. I mean, he's 320-some pounds running down, running the play down 10, 15, 20 yards past the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? He's going back. He's, he's chasing there, balls. There was a game he led this defense in tackles. That's crazy. That's crazy from yeah. the defensive tackle spot. That's crazy. I'm – I, I I really believe, and you know, you go into and read what everybody's talking about with this group and everything else, and a lot of people are impressed by the talent, and they so quickly forget about McKinley Jackson. I think he's probably your defensive MVP next year. I think he's up there, but I've got another one in mind, but go ahead. Defensive tackle. We feel very strongly about this group. Very. Let's make, sure, let's make tough. sure we're putting them on the field. Oh, well, what do you mean? Just one at a time? or <laughs> Yeah. All right, so now, before we go to defensive ends, sort of pure defensive ends, let's go a little hybrid defensive tackle defensive end. And I think there's four guys that sort of fit this mold. I think there's two. Turner. Yeah, Turner's got the... Hicks, the freshman coming in. Sure. Stewart. Stewart, that was the one I was thinking. And I think Lucas can jump into this mix. He's growing. Okay. All right? Let me tell you something. I think Turner is a guy that's a starter on this defensive line. I think he's a stud. I think he's a stud. And I think he's a stud because he allows you to do a lot of different things yeah. depending on where you put him. I mean, you put Turner and Stewart on the ends, and you put Jackson and Nolan in the middle right there. How's anybody running the football? That's the NFL line right there, just yeah. about. I mean, you're talking 300 pounds almost per guy. Yeah. I mean, they might not get the kind of pressure you want on the edge, but they're going to push that pocket. I don't care who you are. They're pushing that pocket. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, okay, it's first down. What are these guys going to do? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you let those guys who get cares? out of there? Right? Those guys are going to take away that problem we had last year of allowing 300 yards a game rushing. We killed ourselves with that. Yeah. Coaching overthought it. We said at the beginning of the season, don't overthink this defense. Line them up. Go play. And he overthought it. Did a three-man front. Look, Six, seven defensive backs, something stupid, and a linebacker out of position. You got to think between that group of defensive tackles and that group that we named sort of as that hybrid inside-out guy. Yeah. Between those guys alone, you should be able to put a stop to the run. Oh, yeah. Between those guys yeah. alone. Yeah. Just get those guys on the field. Yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to a second year of Nolan and Brunlow Dindy. Dindy. Oh, yeah. Really, his first They're year. They're going to get actual bigger, stronger. I mean, look at the guys that – 
from their freshman to sophomore year, then their sophomore to junior year. They get so much bigger and stronger, and it's just going to be amazing to watch these guys grow. I'm, I don't know that you can get more excited about a group of one group of one position mm-hmm. than you can about this group because right. not only is it this high-end talent, yeah. but I think McKinley Jackson adds not only that, he adds the experience and the leadership that really gets you excited right. about what these guys are going to do as a group. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm way up on the de- defensive line. Way up. On de- just defensive tackles. That's yeah. not even getting to the end yet. We haven't ahead. even got to the end. So let's talk about the guys that we think are sort of pure ends. Yeah. Diggs. Diggs. That's the guy. I'm- Overton. Yeah. And- Scarlet, a guy that's going to be sitting in the background. Yeah. A, a depth guy. But we'll get into the hybrid defensive end linebackers, and you'll see why there's not a lot of names on this list. But look, Diggs at the beginning of the year with McKinley Jackson now right. was probably one of our top defenders outside oh, yeah. of Antonio Johnson. And Adele, yeah, I think. But that's yeah. just. But yeah, Diggs, he's my preseason. That would be my pick because I think he can do something that. We didn't have last year. Let's put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. That's going to be his job next year. I think he might be in more of that hybrid class. That's close to it because he does drop him off sometimes as well. That's what – yeah. But, yeah, uh, Diggs – And he did it with Overton. But Overton's getting so big, he sh- he should be a straight defensive end. But, you know, Diggs did all this without Jackson on the field. Yeah. And Jackson's on the field. Jackson's on – Jackson and Nolan are on – They're going to take more of those inside bodies. He's going to have a little bit more freedom on the outside come next year. Yeah, he might be facing more running backs than he is uh, tackles. You know what I'm saying? I I do expect for him to have an even better year. Look, he took a big step forward last year from obviously not getting on the field much before that. But he also started to perform. He saw him starting to stand out a little Mm -hmm. bit, make plays. And then he got hurt. Yeah, very right. early. And then he got hurt. Yep. And and so now it's going to be a matter of let's get him healthy again. Another guy that can be a leader because he's been on campus for three years. Right. Right. This is going to be his fourth year. Yep. Right. He's going to be a guy that can now bring everybody else along. Like, mm-hmm. this is how you do this. Right. It's time to shine. And those other guys might be more high-end talent. Mm-hmm. But they have to develop the work ethic and the different things that he already has. Right. I agree. Overton's another guy that showed quite a bit last year. He's a guy that coming off the edge sometimes was able to make some things happen. He ended up playing, Durkin, a, lot. playing a lot of linebacker, really. Yeah, out of position. We saw that. He looked lost. Because, yeah, off the ball, he's just lost. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, that was ridiculous. But go ahead. But you can see the talent. Oh, yeah. You can see the talent, and that's what excites you about him. And Durkin must have saw something to say, I think this guy can drop into coverage. And it was I think Durkin just, just clearly just is it's one of those guys that thinks he wants to be the, the, the cutest guy on the field, right? Like, he, it's, it's got to be scheme, not, not players. Yeah, a little smirk at his. Yeah, that little smirk at his. And so let's look at some of these linebacker defensive hybrids. Scylla, who okay. showed some things last year coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. Anai White, who didn't get on the field much, but's another very athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Some of the freshmen, Kennedy, Sanford, that are coming in. But a guy that I thought started to show some things coming off the edge, Martrell Harris, who they got listed at linebacker, but really played more defensive end and rush end what last number was year. He? 30? 40. 40. 40. 40. That's a big number. Yeah. yeah. And so. Surprising to wear that number, ain't it? He didn't. He didn't line up off the ball linebacker at all last year. He yeah. was more of a defensive end rush, rush guy, and I thought he ended up. That's what I like about producing it. right there. You need that speed. You need that speed on the outside. 
those guys, and especially look, if you know, think about a think now think about a defense where it almost looks like a three four. Yeah, those defensive tackles and sort of de-tackle the end hybrids in the middle, three of them. Yeah, some of these outside defensive end, defensive end linebacker hybrids on the outside, but coming right, not off the ball, coming. Now you got five of these defensive linemen up there, all ready to roll. Right, right. You can do it for pressure because those guys off the edge are going to get you some things. I like that. Or you could do it against the run, bring them in and coming off the ball but and make sure those they're D, D line just a little bit tighter. You yeah, know, gaps is where we got killed. Take the gaps out. Yes. So the beauty of this is we've we've talked nothing but defensive line. That's twenty defensive linemen that we just listed right there. Do we twenty. Keep them? We keep them all or not? If you can keep them, right? If you can keep them, because and and you're talking about twenty like high end, Silla, Turner, Hicks, Diggs, Overton, Nolan, Bruno Dindy, Jackson. These are names, high end, yeah, high high end. And SEC. we and we lost some high end names, yeah. And we lost Adelia and we lost uh, Judy, right? Yeah, and Judy both. I mean, you know, that's not to mention Harris. Yeah, you know the other. So and we so were worried about those losses, but you just told me that name in our. We're better this year. Look, and you know what I think is key here? Some of these guys that we've talked about here that sort of, especially not even the guys on the inside, but the guys on the outside Mm -hmm. in White, in Overton, Mm -hmm. in Scylla, the guys, Diggs, well, even, well, Diggs, I think has, you know, has been here a little longer, but those guys that, 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 that were young last year, Lucas, right? Mm -hmm. Stewart. Now think about those guys with a year of college lifting, exactly. college eating. workouts, yeah. eating, right. getting fed. Right. You know, all of a sudden, those guys are that, – that twitch is going to start twitching a little bit better. God, I hope so. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm excited. Defensive line, exciting. Yes. Super, super excited. We should be one of the tops in the nation, D-line. Let's go to where the concerns lie on this defense. Sorry, don't say linebacker. Linebacker. Ah, shit. All right, right now, because we're because I'm going to say that Kennedy, Sanford, and Harris are really almost defensive end hybrids. Yeah, we only have four linebackers, four true off the ball linebackers. I'm only thinking Cooper, two. Russell. That's it, and then the two freshmen, Johnson and York. That's why I'm saying Cooper and Russell, and even Russell played a lot more. Than I thought he was going to play last year. I thought yeah. he was more of a. Mm. Hey, look, he's the senior of the bunch. Well, we didn't see White and Cooper on the field together very much at all last no. year like we thought we were going to. No. We thought we were going to see them after watching the spring game. And they were all over the place. We thought we were going to see them everywhere. And then we saw Cooper, what he could do towards the end of the season in his coverage. Wow. Now, that guy could cover a wow. receiver and cover a running back, a tight end. That, I mean, if they just let him do that. You know he, what I would tell? I would tell Cooper, I was like, you see that running back? Yeah. Where he goes, it. you go. Exactly. Period. Yeah. He goes out on route cover. Got it. If he goes, if they hand him the ball, go tackle. Yeah. Russell. Done. Don't, don't you cover anybody. You just stop the run. Yeah. Russell should be run only. Yeah. He should be a run only player. Seriously. Every down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put him in. Put him in his gap. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And that's how we tried to win with White last year. But the problem is that instead of that, they fall into the trap of following the motions. They fall into the traps of. You know, looking at all the misdirection. They well, fall you know, the, the problem with that is things. something we talked about. We don't practice motion. We don't practice that stuff. So <laughs> don't, they're not used to seeing it. That's true. And so then they get to a game, they don't know how to react to it. Well, you know what you so tell Jimbo, them? practice you tell them, that. You tell them, I don't really care what happens. Your guy is that key. 
Yeah, if I hear That's you. That's it. I got you. Whatever happens around him, okay, what if he motions out? Running back motions out, that's fine. They need a leader on a defense. They need a leader. I don't I don't know who it's gonna be. Somebody that speaks up. Cooper says, can go with him and cover. Now my key I'm just saying, is the is is the quarterback, right? It's a safety or some linebacker position needs to be like the quarterback of the defense. And he needs to say that kind of stuff, what you're saying right there. Hey, you focus. That's you your don't guy. See, you see you that, got that guy. You see, on good defenses, you see somebody in the middle doing that kind of you stuff. You got a Ray Lewis pointing, out there. Yeah, yeah, pointing that stuff out. Yeah. Looking at everybody. You watch this Aggie defense, you didn't never saw that. No. You never saw those guys That's pointing out and about. passing them forward. Not 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 mm-hmm. chasing them, but just let pointing them out so that the exactly. next guy sees them. You're look, there's your guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you see a guy in motion. You're sitting there pointing and somebody's gonna watch you point because they see your hand moving. What's he pointing at? Why the hell is he pointing over there? What's going on? When those wide receivers and stuff go moving around, yeah. it should be that secondary, by the way. There's five guys in the secondary with this defense the majority of the time, if not yeah. six. So those guys should be the ones adjusting to that. It shouldn't be these linebackers that need to focus in on stopping the freaking football. Right. Right? So. Linebacker, depth is an issue for sure. It was last year, too. Talent to a certain extent is an issue because Russell's not a real high. Cooper end has a high end talent. Cooper Cooper has a, a chance to, be on, to put some weight and size on Cooper a little bit more. He has the speed, the instincts. I don't even think you need to. I think all you got to do is simplify the game for him. I think Cooper. I don't know what the guy's name is. The place for Arizona Cardinals. He got drafted as a safety. They moved yeah. him down the linebacker. He plays all over the field. That's yeah. what I see Cooper From as. Clemson. Yeah. He's all over the field, though. He's he's amazing talent to watch him play. Right, I see Cooper like that. I don't want to see Cooper like that. I want to see that's Cooper. what I, I see. I want to see him simplified. Well, I'm just saying Cooper, because I don't he want to see our best cover down the damn field. He might be, but that's my point. Like, give him one assignment, let him be yeah. really good at it. I don't want to see him thinking too much. So I'm right he's here. I'm skill. way up here on D D line. Um, right here, about the same spot I was last year on linebacker, just now a little bit lower. I'm probably a little bit lower on my back yep. right now, just because we don't have any depth. I'm just happy Cooper's coming back. But he's the key. That might be a transfer guy, too, coming in. Like we said. He's the key. And there could be a transfer guy. We expect yep. there actually to needs to be. All right, safety. Six bodies in Anderson, Gilbert, Matthews, Kerr, and the two freshmen, Brooks and Rogers. Look. Wait, did we ever hear anything finalized on Damani? Yeah, I think Damani's... Because we never, I didn't know if we ever had a. a I don't know that we, I don't know that he's actually. I mean, if Preston's coming back, Damani's got to have some kind of feeler that he's. He's yeah, got to have like I, a ninth or tenth. I think, I think in his in his head, he's an NFL player. Oh, because he scored two touchdowns this year or something. Probably. Anyway, go ahead. So Gilbert, Look, love him. Gilbert, love him. Right, he's going to be your deep safety. I think Anderson's the key. Oh, that guy's sick. He because is. I think that dude from year one to year two yeah. is going to become Antonio Johnson from year one to year two. Oh, he's yeah, he's he made a lot of Antonio Johnson's plays last year. I mean, maybe not the, in the backfield so much, but just all over the field. Man, I was so impressed yeah. with the guy. He's so instinctive in the way he does things. Yeah, I mean, and he gets he gets to where he wants to go. Yeah, I. To me, he is the key for this. He is a big key for this defense because he's going to be that that next level guy that mm-hmm. and for the secondary, right? For that secondary, he's going to be that next level guy. I'll tell you, Gilbert seemed to always be in the right place at the right time. He's, yeah, you know, kind of like Damani was picking mm-hmm. up balls, but Gilbert was. He got. He didn't get the hype that Damani got, but he was around. Well, the ball. and he provided a very important aspect to his defense because he was he was that deep guy that sort of yeah. covered over the top mm-hmm. a lot of times, covered up mistakes and things like that, right? Yeah. And so 
you know, he might not have always been right up in the action and the, at, you know, when in up at the line and things like that. But right. he, he provided something very important for this defense. I think Anderson can also do that. By the way, I think he's a guy that's got the the instincts and the speed to play right. over the top, also. But those are probably your two guys. You know, Matthew and Kerr played a lot in the box. Who you uh, so are you calling Antonio safety from last year and Damani? Yeah. So I mean, we lose both. So we got to have some kind of drop off. You lose Antonio. Yeah, I mean, you lose Antonio Johnson. I mean, there's going to be a drop off. Yeah. I just saw the uh, was it uh, Piper. It wasn't Kuiper, it was the other guy. Yeah, I got you. That did the the draft. Uh, his, they got him top 15. And they got him in the, in the first round. Yeah. So, second safety, second safety off the board. Second one now? Yeah. I thought he was the first one. Well, he's he's in that mix, right? I got and you. so, and I think he's that kind of player. I think he oh. needs to be up there. Yeah, he You is. know, and, and we'll see where he ends up going, but that's the level of talent. Obviously, he's going to have to go through the running and all that stuff, right. the combine and everything else. But that's the level of talent you're trying to replace, so you're always going to take a step back. There. Yeah, we're taking a step back at, at linebacker and at safety. So the middle of our defense is going to be weaker this year. And listen, that's it. You got two two la- two layers, right? It's mm-hmm. a two deep. You got six players to, to play three spots. Yeah. So that it, it's not now. You got Anderson Gilbert. Who's your third starter? Kerr. Matthews probably. Matthews. Okay, gotcha. Matthews and Kerr in there. Fourteen. But Kerr. Fourteen. Yeah. And Kerr's going to get some time in there, right? He played a lot last year. Was perfect. Yeah. He played a lot last year, so he's going to end up being a guy that gets plenty of playing yeah. time. But those guys are going to be the basis of that of that inside. Right. That's that's the, the safety group. The that that. That what Durkin, are you basing this defense off on a three or a four? What a four one, a four two five. Let's say, let's four, say the one, four two six. five is base. Let's say the four two five is base. Four two. You know, but here the thing the thing is, and we played a lot of freshmen last year, so maybe it doesn't make a difference. But the two guys, Brooks and Rogers, obviously, are going to be guys that are going to have to get in and, and they're going to get time. time. They're going to get playing time. I and we saw it last year, guys. Kerr, Matthews Jr. They they all got yeah Anderson playing time. Anderson because. People got hurt. People, yeah. you know, there's death issues. So, and targeting issues. Jesus. But then again, Richardson's gone, so maybe not. Yeah. Uh, so safety, though, I think I feel good about safety. But we're taking a step back. But we're taking a slight step back because okay. of Antonio Johnson. Okay. We may be getting better, by the way, losing Richardson. More athletic. How about that? At Richardson. More instinctive. Richardson was very athletic, not very instinctive. He's lucky as hell. Yeah. Because and they say, oh, consistent luck is skill. I don't know about that. He 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 did he did end up making some big plays last year, obviously. But I do think we get more instinctive, right? And that's not taking it. I love Demond. Oh, that's my defensive player of the year. You haven't said his name yet. Go ahead, next cornerback. That's it. And here's where we've got five players. Somebody, we may add another one mm-hmm. in the transport. But I love our first two. Yeah. Hey, let me let me be clear here. I love our first two. Yeah. Chappelle. Love it. Who, by the way, you know how much I love this kid. That's an idea for the player right there. That's the one I was That thinking. dude can play. Uh, he's that all, dude he, can the play. The way he gets up for a little guy and gets in the backfield, he's not, he'll, he, he can tackle. Yeah. That guy can tackle. Him and Anderson. Anderson can tackle, too. That's what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. And to me, they put him on – because they brought him inside sometimes mm-hmm. and let him play in the slot. Yeah. And he was even more aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. The, but – and then he made plays in the passing game. He'd come off of his guy, go make up – you know, like the dude just – I think he may be your best – I like him. Your best secondary guy. He's got NFL written all over him, I think. He's got NFL written all over And then you had Grimes. Oh, yeah. Who I think is probably the starter on Have the other side. Have you watched the tape on him yet? I've watched some. Right. 
I've watched some, and I do like him. And he's got obviously a lot, a great skill set. He's got a lot of, I mean, a lot of physical talents, right? Now, he and wasn't so only now, great North Carolina defense. They got scorched right. this year, but they had a great offense. So teams were trying to catch up. They were throwing the ball over the place, and but yeah, he's good. You're going and gonna like him. and I think because of his pedigree and his experience, I mean, he was he was an All SEC type player last year at corner, right? I mean, right. I think he got voted in as a second second honorable mention or something. Mention. Yeah. You know, so he, he's a guy that has that experience, has played a ton. He's going to step right into that starting role oh, on yeah. the other side. He'll be fine. Yeah. I think a guy people are sleeping on is Deuce Harmon. Because Deuce Harmon, you know, has over the last couple of years got time, time. He's gotten hurt a couple of times. <clears throat> he's got to stay healthy. But I think that dude can play. Right. And maybe it's a situation where he comes in and plays the slot. Now you're only playing two of those safeties at a time. Maybe you don't need the freshman to get as much playing time, right? Right. He's going to be a guy that really gives you some flexibility because of the fact that he's got some experience, he's played inside and out, and he's a physically physically gifted guy. Right. Add to that Taylor, Taylor who now stays healthy. He's got to stay healthy. Right. That's right. a big key for the whole team. That's a big key. You sh- the whole team needs to stay healthy. Health, health is going to be huge. I can't believe how many players went down last year. Every time the whistle blew, it seemed like we You can't have that. No, it's crazy. But Taylor, when he got here, Bobby Taylor was, was I mean, everybody was ready to see this guy play. Oh, you were huge on him. And, you know, the, the injury obviously set him back from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he finally got up the field just a little bit right there on the end just to give him a sniff of it, right? He's got that name, Bobby Taylor. It just sounds like a great cornerback. You know, I'm talking about safety. Bobby Taylor. I don't know what it is. He does. About, yeah. Well, he he. he uh, there used to be a guy that played for the Philadelphia Eagles named Taylor. I can't remember his name. Was he? I think it's Bobby Taylor. By the way, I think they're they're related. Yeah, I like it. So, Bobby Taylor, and then Thomas, the freshman coming in. You know, he may get get into the mix some. But let's, let's hope. Some time. Let's hope he can get he can get a little red shirt time. Well, you know what I mean. Defensively, we've just gone through it all. Okay, where are you at on cornerbacks? Up or down from last year? Up, up, up. Even with the issues that we we lost players, gained some. In spite of the depth, we lost Smoke. We lost uh, Harris or whoever it was. Denver Harris, I think, is a huge loss. So, but you lose those two guys, Jalen Jones, and we're going up. You lose Jalen Jones, we're going up. You know my feeling about Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones should have been playing safety. But I'm just saying, you lose those players, and you're going up at cornerback. Our second, we're going to be better in coverage. How about that? Really. I think Grimes is a better cover. So we have one of the best Jones. secondaries according to the stats last yeah. year, basically because our running yeah. game, we couldn't stop the run. Just, just run the football. Where are you at on defense? I think this defense is better this year. Okay. Offense is a lot better. Now that's that's saying a lot considering I'm just I just told you we lost Anto- we're losing Antonio Johnson and Jalen Jones, two guys that are probably getting drafted in this draft, we right? A couple defensive linemen, uh, linebackers. Our defense is better. Our defense, if DJ Dirk can take yeah, that off his face. But I'm not going there. I think our defense has the potential because of the front line. Yeah. Because of the huge improvements we're going to get at the front line. Yeah. I think this defense has a chance to okay. be better. So, saying all this, yeah. what you're saying, we haven't talked special teams at all. No. We'll, we'll talk that later. Um what are you? What are you? Uh, what are you thinking? I mean, our team is it that much better? Is it like no, a no. ten win better, or is it just no, no, no? Is it like We've six got a wins? long ways to go, right? We've got a long ways to go. There's a lot to be seen from here to then. There's obviously. Uh, I mean, I just like the feel. You said you. This is what I'm telling you. National this this year? roster is still one of the most talented rosters in the country. Yeah. 
Especially if you look at There's not many people one debate two that. D. That's, that's pretty much one and two D. Right. One of the most talented. If you can look at one D, maybe the most talented roster in the country. Oh, no, come here. Here's another slap. Still very tight. That number one class of last year, even that if you take out the guys that have already left, yeah, still up there. still would be number one from last year. It may be two. Alabama was right there, right, right, or, right. Or close enough that that would make that could make a difference. Gotcha. But they're in the mix for one and two. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? No, I hear you. We still have six five stars in that group from last year, right? That are still here. The problem, like we talked about before, is depth. Depth, depth, depth. And what happens when these players, you get 24 of them into the transfer portal? What happens? Well, then you lose those guys that are supposed to be right now, right. that second group of guys that is going to fill in as, you know, injuries happen, whatever, the, the game, whatever, right? We're basically too deep in every position right now, which is solid. And we're three to four deep at defensive line and offensive, offensive line. So that's even more solid. I, I, I feel a lot better this year going in just because I know our offensive line can't be as worse as, as bad as it was last year. I can't let, imagine our defensive line giving up three. Transfer portal. Let me give you – this is the concern. Yeah. Fine. This year, 23 scholarship players out in the transfer portal. Last year, it was 12. We got two in last year. We got one in so far this year. We got Max Johnson. Who was the so second that's, we got in last year? That's 35 out, three in. Yeah. That is the scary part to me. Yeah. And so he's got a he's got a lot of work to do in the next couple of weeks because he needs to hit that transfer portal. Go get us a linebacker. That's Go the one thing I don't worry about with Jim. He, that's one thing he does do. He he's good at filling holes, getting talent. And I I'm not worried about that with him. I'm worried more about the X's and O's. That's what well, I'm worried about. And and that's a show for another day. Yeah. But to cap this conversation about this roster, let me say this, and let me say it as clear as it possibly can. Aggies have a lot of good things to look forward to with this roster because there is a ton of top-end talent on this roster. A ton. NFL players. We're talking NFL NFL. players. Yeah. This this could be a huge turnaround year. We got maybe two or three guys, maybe four guys on offensive line to go for so Aggies need to right Four now back. they're right now they're jumping off a bridge. Two Put the parachute on, man. Tight end. Put the parachute on. Are you hearing me? I do hear you. We've got like four or five offensive line that might go pro one day. A tight end or two that might in go pro. In the next pro. ten years. So a tight end that might go pro. A quarterback. A couple of wide receivers. I mean, are you hearing this? Oh yeah. That's my point. Then what'd you say Florida State had when they won the national championship? Twenty two. Questions from the tailgate brought to you by David Coffin, PLLC, tax controversy and litigation <coughs> lawyers, the only tax controversy and litigation lawyers here in BCS. Corey. Yep. First question from the tailgate. Holla. Most important position in the transfer portal for the Aggies? Linebacker. Hands down. Easy. Wide receiver, cornerback, you're throwing those out. No, nah, I mean, I'm not throwing them out. If they want to come, they can come. But linebacker is the most important position. Just depth, what you said. We have... Cooper and Russell, we, need, we got two we, freshmen. We need another real player. And it depends on Max Johnson. He goes and – It's still linebacker if Max Johnson goes. Yeah, just because quarterback, the only reason you're changing him out is if he gets hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, that's – I'll take both. Shut the fuck up. 
You're right. Linebacker, it is it is linebacker. With one because we've already got Grimes. If we didn't have Grimes, it may be corner. Yeah. Um, but with Grimes on yeah. campus, I think cornerback takes takes a step back, probably right. behind wide receiver and linebacker, by the way. Yeah. Because the numbers alone at wide receiver are scary. Yeah, they are, but I mean, I don't feel as worried about wide receivers because I think our tight end room is deep and it might force us to do two tight ends, yeah. I feel like you said. Our running backs, we have three to four running backs that we can put on the field. At least two of those guys can go run some routes and exactly. catch some passes. I mean, we saw it with Anias, and we still don't know what Anias is doing, so you I mean, might be a little bit more depth. Right. And I, like I said, I think we're going to get not one of the top-notch wide receivers, but somebody that's going to make a difference that can catch yeah. the ball and take some reps. Change, move the change. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a great point. Linebacker number one, then. All right, number two. Changes to the defensive scheme. What do you think? It's got to happen. They, will they happen? It's got to happen. It's, it's not will they. They have to happen. If Jimbo has to watch the tape from last year and go, I am an idiot for letting this keep happening over and over and over again. Forget forget watch the tape from last year. Jimbo's got to look at the roster. He can watch say, our podcast. <laughs> he's got to look at the roster and say, well, I've got 20 defensive linemen, of which 10 at least are four high four stars and five stars. <laughs> 10 of them are probably going to play pro. And uh, we've got one linebacker and, like, six secondary guys. So what should we put out? He's got to say that, right? Well, if he runs a three-man front, he doesn't have the linebackers to put back there. I mean, it's just a math game. What do you do? do? Oh, I don't have the linebackers, but we're still going with a three-man front. You can't do it. Can't do it. It's just, come on. Come last, on, year, last year he did. He went three one seven or whatever it is, right? Yes, yeah, and it was it was horrible. It's retarded. Let me give you a couple of things. No three down linemen at all. Right. Period. Get Can't rid of that. It. Throw Can't it out of your playbook. It. Tear it out. Go five if you have to, not three. More man. Yes, more man coverage. Yeah. Let those guys on the outside, those athletes on the outside. We let said them that play. last year. Damn it. Let and them that pisses play. me off. We said. Let, let's get. After. And along with that, let the linebackers just go. Yeah. Just go. Don't when worry it, about all that crap on the outside. When does a quarterback make mistakes? Does he sit make mistakes when he has all the time in the world to throw When he's sitting there with three men rushing and oh, he basically sit down for a on. minute, oh. take a look around. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's no. not when he makes mistakes. Exactly. More man pressure. coverage, more pressure. And here's be aggressive. Yeah. You said it. I want to see more five line down linemen packages. Than three down linemen yeah. packages. You know, go in, hell, do a five, two, four, do a five, three, three, do a, you know. Do the unexpected, right? Kick on third down. <laughs> Don't do that. There you go, Phil. Don't do that. You know, you're basing that on a four, two, five. Bring that next level. Yeah. Bring it in with five, five D linemen. I love it. And then on occasion, when you know they're throwing the football, go NASCAR. What does NASCAR mean? For what's that? Put McKinley Jackson in the middle and throw nothing but defensive ends around him and linebackers that are going to go rush the quarterback. Forget Russell. Take Wait, him who, out. Are there. you calling Turner a defensive end? Are you calling Stewart a defensive end? Yeah, I am. So I'm talking about a package maybe with Jackson, Overton, Diggs, Silla, Harris. I mean, I like Jackson there, Cooper. but I, I would put Turner and Stewart in to D tackles, put Diggs on the outside and Harris out there. Because you said that guy Harris, that's what does he do? What's he built for? Mar- no, Martell Harris. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Put Harris him on the Diggs, outside. 
put Stewart and Turner because. But I might put Stewart inside with with McKinley because I think McKinley disrupts. Because the only problem you got to worry about is their lanes. Because what they, yeah. they, they did last year, they they spread out around that quarterback would just run right at the middle. And that's why I need. That's why I want McKinley, McKinley right in the middle. Yeah, I got you. You I see what I'm saying? You. Yeah, I'm picking you up now. But I'm talking fast off the edge guys coming from everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Giga Maggie's. AP, Corey, signing out. Holla. On the tailgate.